Peace on earth comes to us because the Prince of Peace is with us. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9. We're going to look at uh, the the verses that Pastor Chen read for us that were on the screen, uh, verses 2 through um, 7 in Isaiah chapter 9. But before we get there, let me ask you this question. And um, I'm going to ask you to take out a piece of paper. Take out a piece of paper and uh, write, write, write your answer down on this. Everybody's got everybody's got to play on this one. So this is like Evans skate land, all skate, right? Everybody in, everybody in on this. All right. Take out a piece of paper or, or if you don't have paper and pen, maybe use the notes app on your phone. Um, but here's my question to you this morning. I want you to write this down. What's, what's eating your lunch right now? When you think about your life, when you think about what's going on, what's eating your lunch? What's keeping you up at night? What's bothering you in the, in the back of your mind that, that you just can't, you can't seem to turn off? What's the thing that, that uh, you keep mulling over and over and over and over? What is that, that thing? Or, or, or maybe it's multiple things. Maybe it's multiple things. But maybe today you just pick one, that thing that, that you're spending time maybe, maybe worrying about. What's that thing that you're feeling anxious about? Something in your life that, 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 that just makes no sense to you. When you think about this and you think how it's playing out in your world, you think about the, the challenges that you're facing or you think about this issue and you just, and you just turn to God in those moments and you just go, God, this, this makes no sense. I don't get this. I don't understand how this is happening, why this is happening, where we're going. I don't get it. What are those things? Perhaps they, they, uh, they're not just keeping you up tonight, last night, but they've been keeping you up for nights on end. I think as you write those things down, I, I think one of the things that happens with anxiety and, and worry and, and the anxious thoughts that we have is, is sometimes, it, sometimes it comes from, from our lack of knowing, right? Because we want to know how things are going to turn out. We want to know the end result. We want to know the path that we have to take. We want to know how this, this question is going to get answered in our lives. We want to know, and because we don't know, we, we live with this anxiety. We live with this worry. We want to know how to plan. Any planners in the room? Any planners? All the type A's, right? Any planners? Any, anybody? Do you live with a checklist? right? Like you have to have your checklist, right? And if you get to the end of the day and you didn't check off enough things, you feel like you didn't have a good day. You've got to plan the things out. Anybody here live a little more abstractly than that? You're not a planner. You just kind of, and all the people that are planners, like do you ever meet with those people? Like when, when the non-planners and the planners get together, that's a fun day, isn't it? But I think one of the reasons we stay up at night is because we don't have the plan. We're try- we, we don't know. We're trying to figure it out. 
We don't know what, what tomorrow is going to hold, and we don't know what the tomorrows that follow that are going to hold. We, we, we get anxious, we get worried, and we, because we don't know. For some of us, we don't, we don't know how that hard conversation is going to go that we have to have. We don't know how our employee or our family member is going to respond. We, we feel, maybe you've said it this way. We feel, I feel like I'm in the dark about certain things. I feel like I'm in the dark. And I just don't know. I just don't know what to do. I just don't know how it's going to work out. I don't have the answer. And when we're in the dark, maybe you've not, maybe you've not done this. I, I, think, I think sometimes I do this. When you're in the dark about a situation, you start to create the answer for yourself, right? If you have, if you, you have a question, you're not sure how it's going to go, you're in the dark. And so what we do, what I do, I'm sure some of, somebody help me on this. Don't leave me on an island, right? What we do, if you're like me, you start creating your own answer for it, right? Anybody? Anybody? Two people with me. Okay, good. So the two of us start creating our own answers, right? Well, it must be this. It must be that. And then we get anxious about the answer that we created about the problem that we're unsure of, right? So now I'm not just anxious about the known unknown, but now I'm anxious about the fake unknown of the unknown that I don't know about, right? So now I'm anxious about the story I made up. And in the story that we made up, we start playing it out. And we get more anxious. We worry more. Because we're in the dark. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to answer that. And it all becomes very confusing. Not knowing. Ignorance. In the simplest root of its, of its definition, we're ignorant. We just don't know. There's tension. We live in this tension of the moment and the unknown result. And we sit between the two. Sometimes it feels like we're in the dark. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, it says this. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of deep darkness, on them a light has shone. As I read that this week, uh, you know, you would think, you would think perhaps that, that the tendency would, would go to talking about the light. There's light in this world. There's light for this moment. But I don't know, my, my mind wandered to the darkness Interesting. The people that were in darkness have seen a great light, but yet I kept stumbling through this phrase, the darkness. What is it about the darkness? Because it said, the people who walked in darkness and those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness. Darkness was the problem. Darkness was the challenge. Scholars will tell us that the word darkness here in Isaiah carries this idea of ignorance. It's not just dim lighting, but here in, in, this, 
in this text, it carries the idea of ignorance. They, they just don't know. We just don't know. We don't have the answer. We're just unaware. It's, it's the not knowing. It's the, it's the not knowing any better. It's the absence of a guiding principle, right? Now think of this verse in that sense. The people who walked not knowing. The people who walked not understanding. They lived in a land where there was no guiding principle for their life. A little bit of anxiety. A little bit of worry. A little bit of challenge when it comes up. Think about it, the land of darkness. Do we live in a dark land? Now, again, this is, this is compared to, darkness compared to the light of God, the, the truths of God, the values of God, the, the uh, teachings of Scripture. And so there are, there are people who walk in this ignorance, this not knowing. They just don't know who God is. And they live in a land where, where in their communities and in their towns and in their workplaces, they don't know who God is. They don't, it's not just they don't know him, they don't know about him, and not knowing about him, they don't act like him, and in not acting like him, they don't love like him, and in not loving like him, they don't embrace like him, and we find ourselves in a land and in a time and in a place of darkness. Just a place of not knowing. Like they don't know any better. Like they don't know. We, we get in those situations too. We don't know any better. We get caught up in the flow. We get caught up in the darkness per se. The, the not knowing, the ignorance per se. Oh, I didn't realize that God is really directing us this way. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know that the anxiety that I have or the worry that I carry could be lifted. I didn't. I didn't know. I, I thought I had to do all these other things to take care of that. I didn't, I didn't know. We see it in our uh, government culture. We see it in our educational systems. We see it in our judicial systems. We see it in the marketplace. We see it in business. We see it in our, in our communities when we gather together, just just. Just we don't know that there's a different way to live, that there's a different way to act, that there's a, there are different principles that we can carry that actually bring us life, fullness, completeness. We just, we don't know and so we act differently. We don't know and so we're confused. We see it in our culture, again, the agnosticism in our culture just, just drives that. The atheism that's, that's in our culture drives that and, and pervades how, how empty life can feel with the absence of God. Have you ever been to a celebration or a party that is just completely absent of God? Have you ever sat down with coffee and there's just zero connection, zero uh, understanding or knowing the principles and the values of God? Those friendships? 
Now, now compare that with a friendship or, or, or a celebration that is filled with, with celebrating God's goodness and God's principles and God's values where we sit down together to share a meal and we are connected at a deeper level than just this restaurant. They feel different, don't they? They're experienced different because we carry different thoughts and we carry different values. And for some, we just don't know. There's a spiritual darkness. There's cultural, like we just talked about, but there's spiritual. We don't know God, and we don't know, for some of us, we just don't know the depth of God that we should. We either, we either uh, don't know how to get there, and we need, we need uh, leaders in our churches like we have here at First Alliance that help us get there, that challenge us. Hey, come to this Bible study. You're going to love it. Hey, join this group. You're going to love it. You're walking through grief. We have a grief share group focused on the principles of God so that in this darkest time of your life personally, you don't have to be unaware of God's presence with you as you walk through this grief. You're going through a difficult time. You're going through divorce. We don't want you to be unaware of God's principles and love for you. Come to our divorce care. And for your kids, come to divorce care for kids where we will teach you and and help you understand the deeper principles that God has as you walk through this very hard time. Moms, of children of all ages. You're looking for some other connection. You're looking for connections that will bring you life and encouragement. Isn't it great that we've got MomCo coming back, the former MOPS program? Guys, you're looking for, 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 for connection. You're looking for accountability. You're get, looking to grow deeper in your own personal life and, and the relationships, the friendships that we have in our business world, in our communities, and as we coach in the, in the soccer, in the basketball, the baseball teams, those are all good. Those are all good, but we're missing something. Isn't it great that we have a group of men that, that challenge each other Different days, different nights, different times to get together and study God's word. The spiritual darkness that we live in, the not, I just didn't know. We're trying to help with that. It's felt like a three-minute infomercial, didn't it? But it's what we do. And it's why we do these things. Because some of us just sitting here today, we don't know. You wrote something down on your paper. And for some of us, we don't know what to do with this. And we need encouragement. We need strength. For some of us, we, we, we may know of Jesus, but for whatever reason, we just haven't gone deeper. The problem is that that in our ignorance, in our darkness, to take it back to Isaiah, in our darkness, we're we're disconnected from God. We're disconnected. 
The, 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 the reality is that we need rescued from that. We need saved from that. But, you know, we wouldn't necessarily use that language. We know it, we sense it, but we may not use that language. We would say things like, will we ever be content in life? Will my family ever love me? Will the restlessness in my mind or and body ever stop? Why can't I sleep at night? Why, why am I so tired? Why am I scared? I'm lonely. I'm lost. Will I ever find peace? We live in a spiritual darkness, not knowing, not realizing, or, or maybe forgetting, maybe forgetting that in Jesus we find wholeness and completeness. In Jesus, we find connection, forgiveness. In Christ, we find family and eternity. It's in Christ where life comes all back together. And that is peace. Isaiah continues, he says, he says, you have multiplied the nation you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as, the, as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. Do you see that? Multiplied, increase, rejoice, joy. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor have been, you have broken. Burden, uh, the staff, the oppressor, all of that's broken. For every boot of the trampling warrior in battle tumult and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire, verse 6. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulder and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. What's the last? Say it together. Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. God is letting us know that, that there's a resolution to our ignorance. There's an answer to our questions. There's a solution to our darkness. And it's peace. Peace in the, in the Old Testament is this word uh, shalom. And in the Old Testament, what, what's beautiful about, about the 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 Old Testament and the, the, the Hebrew language is that the word doesn't just mean one definition, but it carries a, a rich and deeper, fuller meaning. And this word shalom is, a, is, is just that. It's a rich, deep word. It's, it, it doesn't simply mean the absence of war or the absence of strife. It does mean that. It does mean that, the absence of war and the absence of strife, but it means much more than that. It means peace and prosperity, success, welfare. It means a state of health. It means friendliness, fulfillment, deliverance, salvation, completeness, wholeness, harmony. 
Shalom carries the idea of completeness, wholeness, and harmony. And when life is complete and life is whole, when life feels fulfilled, that is peace for you and for me. When life is complete, when life is full, when life feels put back together, that is the peace that we seek and the peace that comes from God. That is the peace that Isaiah says this child will bring to the people who walk in darkness and live in the land of darkness. What are the questions we wrote down? What are the challenges keeping us up at night? What is the anxiety that we struggle with? The, the shalom of the prince comes to us to bring completeness and fulfillment and wholeness to whatever it is you wrote down. That's the beauty of Advent. That's the beauty of this season. That's why we stop and we pause in the middle of the week, in the middle of a service, in the middle of an hour for just a moment to read a scripture, to say a prayer, to reflect meaningfully and to light a candle as a gentle reminder. Because I'm gonna tell you, in 11 minutes and 40 seconds, you're gonna walk out of here. And this stillness and this peace is going to be challenged And as we walk through the rest of this holiday season, the peace that we are finding and looking for is not found in a Hallmark movie. We know how those all end. Just wear a flannel shirt and you win. It's not found in the secular songs that we sing. And I'm not saying don't sing them. I love silver bells as much as anybody. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. But that's not the answer to peace. And if we're not careful, we'll rush right through this season talking about it, but never stopping to consider So as we consider the shalom of God, are we not reminded of Paul's words in Philippians chapter four? Paul reminds us not to be anxious. Don't, be, don't live in this, this anxious state. Don't be consumed with the things of this world, but yet we should be by prayer taking our needs to God in Christ. And we will have a peace that passes understanding. Philippians chapter 4. I don't have it for the screen, but, but write it down. Philippians chapter 4, verse 5. The Lord is at hand. I like how Paul starts that. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, the Greek, the Greek equivalent of 
the Hebrew shalom. That word is the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew shalom, the peace of God. Look what it does. Surpasses all understanding. How do I have this peace? Like, like, like I was supposed to be anxious about this, but then I prayed about it, and now the anxiety is gone. Where did that go? How did, I don't know, I don't know, I don't understand. You're going to turn to somebody, and they're like, explain that to me, and they're like, I don't know. You know what's a great theological answer to peace after prayer? It's what Paul says. Paul says, I don't, I don't want the emails this week. I'm just telling you what Paul said, okay? Peace that pass surpasses, I know we don't have the verse, but you guys know this who have been in church. Peace that passes all understanding. So somebody comes to you and goes, how do you have this peace? You know what the great theological answer is? I don't know. It passes understanding. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Here's what I know. I have this anxiety. I live in this tension and I prayed about it. I want to step out of the darkness. I don't want to be ignorant about this anymore. I want to see what Jesus has for me. And so I prayed about it with all kinds of prayers. And what, I happened, what happened was I found peace. I found peace. The shalom of our heart, which surpasses all understanding. Did you catch this? Will guard your hearts and minds. Don't we need that? Don't we need somebody, something guarding our mind? Guarding, you know, as Paul uses this language, that, that, that phrase, guard your heart, guard your mind. First of all, the heart is the seat of thoughts in Scripture. And so when Paul says that, that this peace of God, this shalom of God, fullness, completeness, Fulfillment, it guards your heart, it guards your mind. This concept of guarding is like a, a soldier who, who guards a, a, an area. There is a guard, a military soldier guarding the stronghold of your mind. Guarding it. So that the darkness, the ignorance, the, the, the anxiety doesn't come back. Peace comes to bring us completeness in what is broken, harmony in what has been fractured, and fulfillment in whatever we've been searching for. Completeness in what's broken, harmony in what's been fractured, fulfillment in what we've been searching for. So let me conclude with this. As Amy comes, she's going to help us close this service, let me ask you this. Go back to the words that you wrote on your paper that you typed into your notes. What did you write down? Be honest about how you feel right now with that. What questions are you wrestling with? What are you, what are you in the truest sense of the word ignorant about with that issue? You just don't know. Secondly, give yourself permission to be okay with you just don't know how it's going to play out. You just don't know. You really don't know what God may be up to in the midst of it. And it's okay that we don't know. Third thing, in the middle of not knowing, 
or feeling a certain way, in the middle of your own honesty about it, take it to God in prayer. What you've written down is your prayer request this week. Take it to God in prayer. God, I don't, I don't use your own words. I don't know what words you want to use, but God, I don't know, I don't know how to do this. Whatever you wrote down, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know where to go with this. But what I'm dealing with sure doesn't feel like peace. You got to help me figure this out. Lean in. Lean in to the fact that we're celebrating Emmanuel. God is with you. Whatever you wrote down, understand this, God is with you. In fact, let me encourage you to write down, right underneath it, whatever you wrote down, now write this, God is with me. God is with me. Whatever you wrote, because here's what's gonna happen. In four minutes and three seconds, we're gonna walk out of here and we're gonna forget that God is with me. And whatever we've written down has become magnified in our face. God is with me. Take it to God in prayer. Make that your prayer request this week and keep crafting that prayer throughout the week. With hope, if you remember to last week, with hope, we have confidence plus desire plus expectation. With hope, we believe that Jesus will give us peace, completeness, wholeness, harmony, fulfillment about whatever you've written down. This is where hope and peace meet. Remember that Christmas song that we sing? Hark the herald angels sing. Hark the herald. Pay attention to the messages that come to us from other people and other places of what God is doing. Hark the herald that the angels are singing to us. Prince of peace, mercy, mild. Now, I could sing that song to you and it would not be very good. Or we could sing it together and use that as our anthem to close out this service. Would you stand as we sing? Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled.
the heaven-born Prince of Peace who comes to give us light and life. I pray that you would go this week wrestling with what you've written so that we would be people who were once in darkness but are now in the light because of the Prince of Peace who has come. God, let this be true for us and let it be the message that we share with those around us this season. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week.